2: Fired up, it is PHNX Cardinals. I'm your host, Bo Brock. Soon to be joined by Cardinals legend, Frank Sanders. Just a speedster on the football field, off the football field. We have an amazing podcast lined up for you today. Thanks for tuning in each and every day. Making us your first and only place you get your cards, info, and insight from phnx cardinals podcast don't forget to hit that like button if you're watching on youtube subscribe wherever you get podcasts and please help us out a ton if you leave that five star review man atop the winner's podium we're going to talk to frank sanders apparently he scorched our phnx sports crew today at an octane raceway i could not partake i'm bummed about it but i think i saved myself the embarrassment did our co-host johnny venerable Was he able to survive that as well? Is he a better beer chugger than go-kart driver? We'll get into that. We'll get the breakdown. But excited about today's podcast, our guy Rolando Cantu is going to join us. Los Cardinals, he's going to join us. He was on the Cardinals team the last time they took the field in Mexico City, where they're going to square off with the San Francisco 49ers. On November 21st, I cannot wait for this contest. Plus, we'll get into more Cardinals conversation. Hollywood Brown picks a number. He's going to be number two. We'll get into that. A little bit of conversation there. Plus, more numbers that prove that Hollywood Brown was just in a poor situation with the Baltimore Ravens and that he's going to thrive here in the desert with Kyler Murray as his quarterback and this pass-first offense. Not this run-first offense like the Baltimore Ravens, more stats that lead to that conclusion. And of course, Des Bryant, he, he just won't go away. Is Des really an option for the Cardinals? Is there a new bromance, maybe op- outside of Des, that's uh, brewing in the desert that uh, could have land the Arizona Cardinals a top receiver? But let's get into the conversation. Let's bring on our guest, Rolando Cantu. Rolando, former Cardinals offensive lineman, works for the organization. And now, and Rolando, you have been a busy man the last couple days because of the incredibly exciting news about the Cardinals uh, taking the field this November in Mexico City against the San Francisco 49ers. Now, you were in uniform the last time. And just tell me the moment uh, you took the field, what
1: it meant to you, your family, your community. Bo, thanks for the invite, man, and, and it sounds like you guys have uh, uh, company outings that are that are really fun. Maybe I'll get an invite for that, <laughs> but yeah, man, so it was announced yesterday. Our, we now know who we're playing. There was a lot of rumors. A lot of people figured it out. It, was, it would be a divisional game, maybe the Niners, and it's confirmed. Last time, Bo, I was uh, in Mexico City 2005. Uh, last minute, I was inactive for that game, but I was able to travel with the organization and kind of live my dream of being at Estadio Steca. The importance of, of Estadio Steca, I mean, it's it's like the mecca of soccer for, I would say, Latin America, man. This is a staple venue. And, and the way back then, the, you know, Damien was on the team and, and yeah. a couple other guys that are alumni that have been on your podcast. I mean, it was, it was something different. It was something new. It was a first ever regular season game that would count outside the U.S. And yes, there had been American Bowls and exhibition games and all that. But at that time, that was a big deal. And remember, bro, I mean, this is pre-social media, so it was more of a TV coverage, you know, newspaper article type of environment, really Super Bowl caliber type of coverage. So, man, I enjoyed it. Uh, the Cardinals, we started off a little bad, a little rough in the first quarter, to be honest with you. But slowly, man, we started getting back into the rhythm. And and Josh McCown was our quarterback. Kurt Warner was hurt. Remember that year? Uh, he sat out that game. and And we switched it around, man. So, yeah, for us, come going back to Mexico City and actually, you know, part two of this rivalry is something incredible yeah. for the organization and for the league. Yeah, and you end up thumping the 49ers in, in that game, yeah. right? Got the W, so
2: last time you're going back to a place where the Cardinals have had success and it just seems like an electric atmosphere. What is it, What is uh, as far as the the Mexican community, as far as football fans, is, is it continued, are they a growing as a fan base? What, what do you expect come November as far as the Cardinals, how they're going to be welcomed. Do you think we'll have more Niners
1: fans than Cardinals fans or the Cardinals kind of starting to grow a fan base there? Hey, we're getting there, Bo. I mean, we've been active in the market, uh, in Mexico, obviously we share a border with the country of Mexico and we've done over 50 or 60 kids camps, um, you know, in, in Mexico, different cities, uh, rural cities, and and we've done cheerleading camps. So we we've been very active on the grassroots efforts and, Yes, we've gained a lot of territory and we've gained we've actually uh, broken into the top 10 uh, fan lists out there. But what do we expect to your question? I think we've seen everybody's seen the games in in the UK and and in Europe and stuff. And we see that everybody wears their jersey. If you go for the Cowboys, if you go for the Steelers, if you go for, you know, Seattle, Cardinals, whatever, you just want to go to an NFL event. That's a big difference, Bo, between Europe and Mexico. In Mexico, there's an established college league that has over 130 and university teams that have a a team ready to go uh, every weekend. So there is a lot of fan base out there, and I think that that's what you'll see this year. This time around, you'll see a lot of cardinal, shirts, cardinal gear out there, cardinal jerseys, and obviously 49ers because they're I think they're top four uh, on the NFL Mexico list. So it's going to be interesting, man. Who how these teams match up uh, this time around.
2: It's crazy when you look at it, uh, Rolando,
1: it's right now the Niners are
2: already, they're they're a, a favorite. It, it, we're looking at a game six months away and <laughs> they're already betting on a team that's got, you know, I, who knows what they're going to do at the quarterback position. And who knows where Trey Lance and the rest of this roster is going to be. Arizona Cardinals go 2-0 against this Niners organization last last year. Like, I feel very disrespected as far as, two and a half point dogs on a neutral field in Mexico.
1: And hey, you take that too hard if you're a player, right? I mean, yeah. obviously, you know, we're six months away, like you said, but, you know, every time you have, you have the opportunity to compete and remember, Bo, this is a Monday night game. This is not just a regular, you know, Sunday slotted uh, noon game. This is this is actually, you know, something big at, at, for the Cardinals organization because every time, you know, there's a game in Mexico and if we want to analyze a little bit more, Bo, this is week 11. so. Playoff implications will be there. I yeah. mean, you you want to make sure you're in a good spot to land within the division, be competing towards that number one seed. I mean, the Cardinals and the Niners were both playoff teams last year. Obviously, we we went out in the first round. They continued a little bit more. But you're right, man. this is going to be this is going to be a great atmosphere. The fan base is ready. We were actually our Asentar Cardinales team was out there draft week. We did we had a draft party with Big Will Hernandez, who just you know was signed in the in the free agency uh, a couple weeks back, and He did a great work, man, with the kids, with the people out there, with our fan base, just kind of signing autographs and doing a bunch of things for community relations. So we we feel we're in a good spot. From a player standpoint, ex-player standpoint, I can tell you that the guys on the roster will be ready. You know, it doesn't matter, you know, if it's week one or two. Obviously, week 11 has that implication of how we move forward during the season. By that time, hopefully our roster will be set. And, and you know we're we're in a good spot health wise, and and we push forward, man.
2: Of course, this podcast is brought to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook app, and you can already get that action. Arizona Cardinals plus two and a half. I see Dub PHX in the comments saying, "Yes, the Niners are definitely better at this point. Uh, they're not better at the quarterback position." I can tell you, there's a proven commodity for the Arizona Cardinals. Tell me about how mm. you think Kyler Murray's game. I mean, as you mentioned, it's a it's a prime time event. He gets the national, international audience now. I mean,
1: is yeah. Mexico just going to fall in love with him as a player if they haven't already? Well, they love him already, man. Kyler Murray <laughs> has brought hope to a bunch of quarterbacks that play in Mexico that that sometimes, you know, get criticized like Kyler got criticized, has been getting criticized all his entire career in regards to his size. But he's inspired a lot of kids. He's inspired a lot of kids in Mexico. And I think this time around where you, where you see Kyler, like, Yes, a couple of months ago, it was like a little bit of drama there with the social media and all that stuff. But they just brought on, you know, one of his best friends, man. Hollywood Brown is on the team. I think he's going to be ready to go, and that's instant instant chemistry right there from a from a you know coaching standpoint. You you don't have to go through those hurdles if these guys actually like each other. They're going to hang out. This is an instant instant click right there. So I think he's in a good spot. Obviously, you know he he already you know mentioned through his social media that he wants to win a super bowl here right in the desert for his team so that is incredible man i think this guy is has a unique skill set that you know we've rarely see in the nfl and i think with the right pieces at it i think he'll be all right bo yeah i completely agree with you i'm curious your thoughts on this offseason because
2: it's been a slow burn like there there there's there was the kyler drama there was uh retaining james conner happy birthday uh, James Conner today, huge part of the offseason last year. And again, this season as he resigns and then you, uh, you make, you get the Hollywood Brown uh, trade on draft night and then the latest draft class from Steve Kime. What are your thoughts? Uh, were you kind of part of, Hey, what what are they doing? They haven't made any moves. Were you part of that camp? Or you're like, okay, let's just pump the brakes here. There's a long way to go before September.
1: Let's just see what Steve Kime does. No, you're right. Um, Throughout the years, every time the draft class hits, it's like, okay, some you're going to have fans that are meeting. Okay, I'm, I'm all for it. And some fans are going to be like, oh, well, no, until the draft pick actually works out, right? And if we go way back, I mean, a couple years back, when we signed James Conner, Conner it was well into the summer, man. So yeah. free agency is still out there. I like the draft. I think I was in Vegas covering it for Telemundo Deportes. And uh, it was my first draft coverage live on location, man. And it was, it was really unique. I was able to, you know, be by the, the 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 players that got drafted and interviewed a couple of them, and it was it was definitely a, a live event that I want to go back to, man. But I think we did we did we did awesome that first round trade. We got you know somebody that already knows our quarterback. I, I really like that that trade with with uh, Hollywood Brown. And second round, I mean McBride. This kid, you know, I didn't know much about him to be honest with you, but once I started you know looking at tape and and reading notes on him and stuff, this guy could be somebody that can impact really quick the run game, man. I I, I see him run block, and I, I like what I see on um, on film. So for sure, man, I, I think um, the Cardinals went went a little bit of both, man. Combo and and you know high ranking players that they already had in, within their system that were were able to take in, in later rounds. But for the most part, I think this draft class was a solid draft class. And two
2: offensive linemen who I think at the end of the draft they got tremendous value with, and they could flood the position. But a guy when you, we talk about going to Mexico, you mentioned Will Hernandez. What does mm-hmm. it mean to have uh, Will Hernandez on this on this team? As you know, I mean, still a long way to go, but potentially starting at guard for the Cardinals with a, a background as a from Mexico. What's that mean to you? And what do you think that means to the community?
1: Man, this is something that every for me, that I w- I've been on the on the Cardinals organization for the past uh, eighteen years, and and going through the transition from a player to, um, you know, somebody in in the office, it's like, okay, when am I going to get a Hispanic player in here? When am I going to get somebody to speak Spanish? Because that that helps out all our efforts, right, on on social media and and everything we want to create within our community. But Will Hernandez is a great guy. I mean, I've been a fan of him since he was at at UTEP. Obviously, he reunites with Kugler with his coach. Uh Sean Kugler who who, you know, speaks highly of him and who was a big component of him making it into the NFL. So for sure, I know Will, Will, Will Strongpoint. I, I've seen him, you know, with just is mall people, man, at the right guard position. <laughs> yeah. I think that's where he's gonna be really impressive coming into camp. And he had a great time. His parents are from Mexico City. Um, at the draft party we had over there at beer factory in Mundoe, which is a big mall on the north side of town. I mean, he he invited a couple of his family members that that he hadn't seen in, in a lot of years, man. And they were just, you know, really grateful to to be sitting with, with their family member, member, which is Will Hernandez. And he was, he was great on TV, man. We took him all over the town. We had went to Televisa, TUDN. We went to ESPN Deportes. We went to Fox sports. I mean, he's a natural on the camera. He speaks great Spanish and uh, he's really proud of his heritage, man. So for us, having will on board is 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 a perk man and and knowing this guy's going to compete at a high level i'm really pushing for the guy to to win that starting role quickly i love the post i saw it
2: on your instagram Lolando, where you had yourself and will and you kind of talked about 2005 when it was you and now 2022 it's history repeating itself it just that was a very cool post, and I think that is it is important to have that representation uh, for for the fans there in Mexico to see, you know, a native son, pretty much. You know, his family from Mexico City, as you said, uh, you know, in there potentially in the starting lineup for the Arizona Cardinals. I think if he stays healthy, I mean, it's there's a very good chance, I, you know, UTEP, El Paso, a huge. Yeah. Uh, Mexican community down there, Sean Kugler and Will Hernandez, well aware of that. Now, of course, here in Phoenix uh, with the Arizona Cardinals faithful and then down there in Mexico City, Cinco de Mayo today. What's the proper way to celebrate today or just uh, honor the
1: date? Oh, let me tell you what Cinco de Mayo is for everybody to grab a drink in the U.S. It has (laughs) really little significance uh, in regards to like a national holiday. Yes, it it was a big battle won uh, against the French La Batalla de Puebla uh, central, Southern Mexico, there was a big, big uh, battle there. Um, but other than that, I mean, it's 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 something that I get a kick out of it because, I mean, I, I I'm from Mexico. I grew up in South Texas. So I've lived on both sides of the border. And every year it's like, so hey cancel. What are we doing for, for for Cinco de Mayo? We ain't doing nothing, man. This is just <laughs> a regular day. But, you know, I, I like I like the way marketing has gone behind it and it's become a popular uh, day to, to kind of celebrate and get together with buddies and friends and, and have a cold one. And for sure. Locally Phoenix area,
2: best place to, uh, to maybe go, go have a drink on sink in a mile.
1: Hmm. Well, I'm, I mean, I, I cook a lot both. So, yeah. um, you know, my times are, 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 backyard grilling backyard, uh, uh, you know, doing some central Texas style uh, smoking, um, I, I, I like this place called Bahia de Guaymas, and and I've taken Damon Anderson to that place, and he kind of had a whole culture shock going in. But I said, hey, Damon, check out the food, man. So that place, been, it's on Broadway and 16th Street, right next to that Circle K out there. And it it's a sure. good spot, man. It's it's a Mexican Pacific seafood. So if you like wow. seafood, yeah. you, you like ceviches, aguachiles, you know, maybe uh, a deep fried uh, a filet of fish, that's a good spot to hit up. For sure, no doubt about it. No doubt about it. Let's talk more about this
2: Cardinals team. Uh, as yeah. we as we as we keep on here with Rolando Cantu, kind enough to join us, hooked up by our guy, DA Damian Anderson. See Sean in there. If the 49ers don't have Debo and Jimmy G, they'll be competing with the Seahawks for last place in the NFC West. That's a, that's a pretty bold statement, but you know, it's uh at one point this that 49ers team was three and five and then they caught lightning in a bottle when you look at this NFC West this offseason obviously you've got the type the top team the Los Angeles Rams they have what everybody wants they have that Lombardi trophy Uh, they had a couple key departures but also they brought in some big names already you look at what the Seahawks have done everybody's expecting them to take a step back and then the 49ers like the Arizona Cardinals as far as bringing in new talent you're not seeing a whole bunch of it it's just kind of retaining their guys how do you see this NFC West and who's improved and and how do you see it kind of uh playing out once the season begins in
1: 2022 Rolando well for sure um you know the divisions through the Rams right they're the they're the reigning champions uh we beat them back in uh, week four of last year uh which was you know something really good for for Kingsbury and his staff because we kind of got over that hump but then you know you you saw an NFC West just kind of live up to the expectation man there's battles in here man every single division game is a physical game i see it i've called you know 300 plus games on the spanish broadcast and i see the guys after the game man and it's you see their faces and you see them kind of in and out of the of the bus and and, you know talking to the trainers so every time you know it's going to be one of those battles but how do i see this shaping up obviously with that comment that that uh one of our fan one of your fans uh, said there without Debo and without uh Jimmy G I mean those are two key components that have been putting the Niners you know back into into the mix every single year right so uh you take away those playmakers especially Debo last year he had a great impact on the run game and it was it was something I don't know about you Bob, but every single week I was like dog he's going to get hurt dude there's no way uh Debo is going to be able to to withstand the entire season like this you know taking so many reps from the from the running back position, but he did, and he did it to an extent where the creativity from uh, from Coach Shanahan was there, and, and you could see this uh, run game evolve. That's what the Niners have, man. They when they put their hand in the ground, they start running the ball. It's you know, the, especially that outside zone scheme. It's it's really tough to kind of you know stop right if you don't have the 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 disciplined players on defense. But it's going to be a battle, man. I think for sure. You know the Rams are there. Be- between the Rams, uh, the Niners, and us, I think we have a good shot to compete for the number one spot. Obviously, it's too early. You know we have to see how we, we 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 do on the final roster right after the preseason. But for me, it's it's something that the Cardinals were already there. They they had a great run to start off the season last year, and then we had we COVID hit, and then Kyler got hurt, and then we were missing key players every single week. And they, you know, Colt McCoy. El pistolero, man, he came in. He, you know, three games we won two. He, one of those was against the Niners, right on the road. So you have to respect that. There's very, there's many variables that go into every single week. It's not like okay, we can just pick somebody right now that they're going to be number one. But if I would have to rank them right now, Bo, yeah, I would, I would go, and you know, Rams, and then between the Niners and us, man, you got, you got to give those Rams that respect that they deserve because they, they won it all last year.
2: What was that nickname you gave Colt McCoy?
1: El pistolero. Oh, that's beautiful. That is absolutely. That's just Colt. amazing. What do you what do you call? is Kyler have a nickname like that? Kyler. Oh, there's there's a bunch. Luis Luis Hernandez, my play play guy. He he comes up with you know spontaneous stuff, man. They call him El Chapo because of his size, and they call him El Karate Kid, the Karate <laughs> Kid, because he's wearing the bandana sometimes. I mean, wait, they, it's, they call Kyler El Chapo? Hey, sometimes, man. They they <laughs> they, they, they have to. They, they my play play guy is really creative man, it, it's, it's a lot of passion on the Spanish broadcast. Yeah. So, and and we've, uh, we've been able to, you know, to, to put up our, our broadcast on the Spanish market, um, you know, with, with the best of them. And we're really proud of that. We have a uh, 22 plus radio affiliates in Mexico. So every year, man, we go into this project and, and, you know, trying to get better, everybody, our talents, you know, whether it's silent halftime guy, color play, play. So, and we're fortunate enough, both to, yeah. to travel with the team. And so we're one of the few uh, uh, Spanish broadcast teams that actually travel with the team. So that, that makes a lot of difference. Fantastic
2: insight. Uh, I mean, the, the, the nicknames. Anytime I there's a big play in a Cardinals game, I always look forward to on, on social media seeing the Mexican broadcast, the Spanish <laughs> broadcast of that. Like I remember Larry Fitzgerald, the 75-yard play in the playoffs against oh, yeah. the Bay Packers. That was the iconic call. It wasn't yeah. the, uh, it was, unfortunately, it's not, no offense to Dave Pash. It wasn't Dave Pash. It was, it was on that side of things. Rolando Cantu, former Arizona Cardinals player, of course, part of the broadcast team, part of the organization. Terrific insight. Thank you so much for joining us here on PHNX Cardinals. I want to talk to you a bunch more this offseason before the start of the regular season. Thank you for joining us. Thank you, Bo. Have a nice one, man. And uh, tell, tell hi to Frank and DA for me, man. I will. We're going to get Frank on here in just a second, but I do want to talk about how the Arizona callers, they're plus, Thirty three hundred actually plus three thirty to win the division. So you can make there's some value there. In the NBA playoffs, there's also value there. Actions nonstop at DraftKings Sportsbook, the official sports betting partner of the NBA, the NFL. This week, new customers can just can bet. $500 on any team to win to get $150 in free bets. If they do looking to turn a small bet into a big payday during the NBA playoffs with DraftKings same game parlays, you can do just that create your own parlay by combining multiple bets. Like which team will win total threes made total rebounds more and boom. You got a shot at a bigger payout right now. All customers can place the same game parlay with three or more legs and get a free bet back up to $25 if one leg doesn't hit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use the promo code PHNX, bet $5 on any NBA team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. That's the promo code PHNX. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook. 21 plus Arizona only gambling problem. 1-800-NEXT-STEP. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. All right, let's get Speedo Jackson on the podcast. PHNX Cardinals. My goodness, it's Frankie Bobby joining us. Happy Cinco de Mayo. Frank, you got to tell me, Octane, how did you just put it on the rest of the PHNX crew? Because you were out there and you were lightning.
0: Look, I just uh I just want to thank my pit crew, my bartender, <laughs> and uh giving a lot of thanks to I gave a lot of thanks to you guys, man, representing PHNX Cardinals, our group, DAU, and Johnny V. Johnny V was out there driving like man, he was 80 years old. It was sad. <laughs> and uh, but I had to defend, I had to I had to I had to rep my turf, man, and uh it was a good moment. Uh, Hello. look, the Octane got. They told me I had the fastest time of the day on the track, uh, all day, um, compared to anybody else that was there. So it was a great time, great moment. Hey, man, when you do it, when you're good, you just do it. You just be yeah. good,
2: good at what you, you had, do. You had to represent, you put the team on your back. That's what you do, that's what you've done. For your entire life, Speedo Jackson is not just a nickname; it's a lifestyle. (laughs) Speed—he's got the need for speed, and yeah, you're right. Our our guy Johnny was out there driving Miss Daisy on the go kart track, and that's unfortunate. Is he worse at chugging a beer or or driving
0: a go kart? Definitely driving a go kart. Oh man, he must have. He might like it's it's a. The Octane track is an excellent track. It gives you a chance, kind of like you're drifting a little bit, but in reality, I mean, you get you get your speeds up, you know, the, but you yeah. got to hit the curves right and you got to get it going. Uh, he 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 flipped, he turned the car into the into the into the bumpers man multiple times. And then he had to slow down and he tried to get his he tried to get his groove on, but it just wasn't, it wasn't what he wanted it to be
2: no it never is unfortunately it's uh the guy, the guy <laughs> we got to get we got to get johnny uh in a position what, what can he thrive in? we got to find him so- outside of like covering the cardinals we got to find something that he can succeed at frank because he's had a couple l's that he's endured the last couple weeks uh thanks everybody for joining the chat here on youtube of course thanks for tuning in if you're listening on the podcast wherever you get it. leave uh subscribe and leave a five-star review if you will. now, Frank, we haven't talked to you since the news broke about DeAndre Hopkins. I want to get into that conversation. plus Hollywood Brown. I saw some pretty eye popping stats that would prove that he's gonna be nothing but a success here in the desert. But
0: your initial thoughts
2: about the DeAndre Hopkins six game suspension to start the season?
0: Look totally disappointed. um i was I was expecting him to get back, man, uh, pretty healthy, uh, ready to go and ready to move this team. Uh, in the direction that he wanted that, that it looked like it was moving you know the first eight games of the season and unfortunately uh, we will miss him, but it's just disappointing any anytime an athlete that your star athlete uh, gets popped for some ped um there's a lot of things that happen to the team and also to the fan base emotionally in regards to just the moral decision and what what actually what really happened is always on the table but you never get the full and complete 100% answer. No player comes out and really says what exactly happened. They just say something they took in their body was bad. So that in itself is that. But to me, I'm, I'm 100% disappointed um, because I know for a fact that we 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 try both. We really, really try to uh, manage what we put in our bodies and only that which will be healthy uh, in our rehab process or in our training process. And to have that news come up, man, it just sucks for the Cardinals. And again. It has to suck for him, too, because it's something that, you know, he got flagged on.
2: Now, David Boston was a guy you played with. He was with the Dolphins when he got popped for, for what What's it like as a teammate? I mean, is it something that does anybody kind of say anything or is it just kind of code that you, that you don't bring it up? It's like contract negotiations. It's just kind of part of the brotherhood where you just let people and, figure out their own stuff.
0: I think I think it's more the latter. I agree with yeah. you on that, that guys, you tend to let guys kind of figure out their own stuff. Um, if you see something, you should, again, one of those moments like at the airport, if you see something, you should say something. And uh, that is a part where if you feel like it's going to be detriment to the overall you know, process of the team and where we're going, then I think you got to say something early before it becomes an eyesore to the team. Uh, you do not want a guy that you have put all your eggs into, and then you get into the big game, and then he's not there. You know, and I think that's that's a part that will be very damaging uh, emotionally um, to and not just the fan base, but to the players. You know, I think we, when we look back, one of the most damaging things I remember, man, back in the days when the Atlanta Falcons was getting ready to play the Denver Broncos and Brian, the safety uh, his last name was slipping my mind. Brian something. He's slipping, my, he's slipping my mind right now, but he got he got flagged out in the middle of the night hanging out with uh, oh, Eugene Robinson. That you're talking about? Yes, sir. Yeah, yeah. Eugene Robinson. Yeah, mm-hmm. Brian Robinson is my guy who I played football with at Auburn, yeah. and he got flagged at the uh, he got flagged at the uh, at the combine. And then Eugene Robinson was it was just like it was like he was a punch in the stomach to the team. Yeah, he was there emotional and moral. He was a spiritual leader, and yet he got flagged with you know he got caught with some a with lady some of mos- the evening. A lady of the evening. That's a <laughs> great way of of saying it. A lady of the evening. So, but in reality, man. The, the world's oldest profession. A That's show. what he was hanging out with. I saw the show. I saw you guys, man, and I saw the fan base. And yeah, absolutely, everybody upset, man, because yeah, you, you need him on your team. You want him on your team, but you don't want to You don't want to lose him um, because of performance-enhancing
2: drugs. Uh, I see a lot of great comments. Uh, and X, Mark, uh, Matthew Burgess, yeah. in there, and, and how do you feel as far as this team and and it's how it's equipped to move forward the first six games of the
0: season without New Hopkins. You know it's it's gonna it's um I think you'll see some sense of resilience. Uh, we do have JC, James Connor was a hell of a leader on this team. And Zach Ertz's voice is gonna get louder. JJ Watt is his voice is still prominent in the locker room. And Buda Baker, again, you gotta imagine the guys that have the voices to really come out and say something. And that, I think that's on the table. And I didn't even say Kyler Murray because what he's kind of one of those self, self-reflective guys that really don't, you know, he really doesn't hold you don't really bark at the team. He's not really a chatty catty guy that tells you, you know, let's let's pick this, let's pick it up. Come on, guys, we can do it. Maybe not in the public side, but he's probably doing it behind closed doors. Um, D Hobbs is a blow, but I think with I saw this team beat the San Francisco 49ers without DeAndre Hopkins, without Kyler Murray. And the reason why I got the K2 tattoo right here on my arm is because <laughs> I made a bet that this guy took a band of merry men down there and pulled out a W. That means our coach can coach has up and I think that um, it will be something to see and again guess what guys we'll have a different offensive coordinator with a different we'll have a different scenario than what we would expect from what we saw the last two years and hopefully that's for the better.
2: I saw some interesting stats actually RG3 former uh, Washington quarterback played for the Browns played for the Ravens he tweeted out some interesting information about Hollywood Brown that kind of got me borderline giddy about him coming to the desert and being Kyler Murray's wide receiver for one for the for the first couple of games. This is RG3 on Twitter saying, despite throwing the ball more than last year, the Ravens still averaged 90 more runs than passes over the last three years. 90 more runs wow. in 20 in, in the last three years from 2019 through 2021 season. The Arizona Cardinals average 116 more passes than runs the last three years. In reference, the Chiefs haven't run the ball more than they've thrown it in 10 and a half years. Uh, more from RG3. Marquise Brown had 146 targets last year, Frank. Last year, but they didn't, they weren't catchable targets. Lamar was out down the stretch. Hollywood's longest reception the last five games was 15 yards. So I think with Kyler, uh, a guy that he has a rapport with, they thrived in college together over 1,300 yards and double digit Mm -hmm. touchdowns. You're gonna see a better version of Hollywood Brown, even look, even if it's like he went over a thousand yards last year uh for the for, it's the first ravens receiver to do it since 2017 that was before lamar and that was mike wallace <clears throat> he's going to be good enough to, and they're going to be a
0: better team than they were at the end of last season for sure i totally agree with that especially for the fact that you'll have a you will have a speed burner on the outside and you will have somebody with some speed quickness and elusiveness that hollywood brown has look I, i'm hoping that um the stat you just told us was absolutely crazy because that means he is a big play guy when he gets and when he gets an opportunity, he's his his yards at the catch will be only on the plus meter when it comes to what he's able to do to this offense. But just to report what he and Kylo will have would be awesome. Here's a great thing about this team: you just can't zone in. We got a good running game. I mean, you're talking about 14 plus touchdowns from your boy JC from last year coming back, and he'll be healthy with a better line than we had last year. Zach Ertz will only get better after having a 74 catch season. He can only get better. Definitely in the offense, we added Trey McBride. That's another a plus. Hopefully, Rondell Moore will pick up some pick up some more catches and some time where he'll be healthy. Uh, but it should it should, this offense is still dangerous. I mean, Kyler Murray makes the offense dangerous all by himself. I mean that that he he is the guy that can can scares defensive coordinators for the most part. But when you add pieces. You're scared of defensive back. You're scared of offense because they realize they got to score points.
2: Yeah, and they can't uh, – they, they they don't know what to expect. And I feel like at the end of the season last year, the Arizona Cardinals were telegraphing a lot of what they were going to do and defenses were ready. If they get a good game plan in place, they can go several different ways and how they want to beat you. Let me say this real quick. It's time for some screenshots presented by Arizona Department of Health Services. COVID-19 vaccines are free for everyone 5 and older. Those 12 and older – They are also eligible for a booster. Let's do the right thing. Keep everyone safe. We'll get together. Watch Suns playoff games. Visit azhealth.gov for a location near you. So last night, Frank, it was an ass-kicking of the Dallas Mavericks. The Suns went right at uh, Luka Doncic, Uh, Nick Wright's boy, probably public enemy number one right now in Phoenix Sports Market um, but we saw Odell Beckham Jr. sitting courtside. He was wearing the New Valley nice. jersey. He had a lovely arm uh, candy by his side as well. There's him with Devin Booker. Odell Beckham Jr. Is, is is that guy an option at all for the Arizona Cardinals? It just seems like he he's coming back from the ace the the knee injury that he suffered in the Super Bowl. You're gonna be down DeAndre Hopkins already for the next six games. I mean, is this something that the Arizona Cardinals look into, or is he just hanging out
0: supporting his boy Devin Booker at Suns games? If it's me, he's something I look into. Yeah. I wanted I wanted I wanted him last year and I begged for him. And yeah. the, the group was like, No, he's gonna he's gonna mess up the locker room. We don't need Divas. And I'm like, Divas win championships, baby. You gotta have Divas because you gotta have playmakers. Uh I would love to see him with an opportunity here. I know his contract or his value bow might be at a at a really hefty price. They might need to incentivize his contract to find some kind of ways to make up that money on the back end. Um, or you know, maybe a roster bonus, some kind of way, whether it be your cash, they can cash him out some, some, some dollars. But you need athletes, you need receivers, and the season is long. I want to tell you guys when you think about it. We cut off a we cut off a, a preseason game, but what we didn't. We added a we added a real season a, a real game during the season which is a which is a challenge i mean you're talking about just especially out of the NFC west division it's always physical it's not it's not that caking it's, it's not it's not a pansy type of conference and it requires you to be physical so we saw what happened once we lost our star players it's okay to have two to three star players in your position and one that you probably won't get to the middle of the season but he'd only be better. Uh, on the back end, if we can get him. I like him.
2: I mean, that's the, that's going to be the emphasis. That's been the entire emphasis of the entire offseason is how can we fin- finish strong after Cliff Kingsbury has not finished strong his entire coaching career? I mean, that's where they're going to try to com- be better. I mean, DeAndre Hopkins, if you want to g- drink the glass half full um you know he's gonna come back he'll be fresh with 11 games to go you bring in a guy like o- odell beckham jr who you saw what the rams offense looked like it was good enough to win the super bowl but yeah. they were stagnant when he went out in that super bowl when it was just cooper cup i mean what 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 he's able to do in the red zone the possession receiver odell beckham jr's proved post cleveland browns last year that he has a lot left in the tank even coming off a knee injury I would much rather that. And you're right, they would have to find a, a way to get creative with his contract. Maybe not pay him this year, uh, get him on a, on a very team-friendly deal this year, but then pay him in the future for the next couple of seasons. But we'll see, you know, what they can do. Des Bryant uh, continues to kind of be around the Arizona Cardinals in, in the rumors and stuff like that. You know, uh, he, he quote tweeted a Hollywood Brown, his his new jersey number, he's wearing number two. And he gave he, he signs off with the rocket. That's that's Des Bryant's thing. And he just kind of continues to linger around the Cardinals organization after, uh, you know, he, he was asked by TMZ if he wanted to play for him. And he said, yes, I, I don't view Des Bryant as, as a, a viable option like I do o, Odell Beckham Jr. And that's not a shock to anybody.
0: No, I agree with you on that 100 uh, percent. Look, it's uh, we 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 had a tough time agreeing that A.J. Green was worthy of coming back. <laughs> and I thought A.J. Green was like, you 75 catches and almost almost 900-plus yards and three touchdowns. And, of course, it didn't go well once, a, once the hop got out got out of the way. But, unfortunately, on his behalf, I think it's still some legs. I think he's still got some good football left in him and A.J. Green. He can still be a good leader, not only a leader in the offense, but he can make plays. Here's a crazy thought. I will say this. Let me go back real quick, Bo, about little Odell. I don't think I don't think Odell will come here because I think he wants the spotlight. I think coming to the valley from you know from LA is not a hard fight. It's it's a quick flight, a quick jump, you know, a quick little flight over. But check this out, guys. Odell wants the spotlight. Come on. I mean, I mean, he he went he went to the Rams and he turned down going to Green Bay because he said he didn't want to be number two. But he knows he knows Aaron Rodgers can throw the hell out of that ball, and everybody can catch four to five to seven passes a game because it's Aaron Rodgers. But you decided to go play in LA because that's your boy LeBron and you want the spotlight. So he came to the game all dressed up and dude up in the valley because they all cool with everybody. Look, he's D Hop's right. homie, you know, he's D Hop's homie. He's Chris Paul. Everybody knows him. So it was a prime time game. That's the diva that we want here. Yes, I want him, but can we pay for that to be something different? Des Bryant, stop it. I'm just gonna just transition <laughs> into you stop it. No, you do not. We do not want you, Des Bryant. You stop it. We don't want the X man. It's okay right. that you d- desire to come here and still do some stuff. I saw him when he was with uh, when he was over at the Ravens. I didn't think he was that bad, but you got to do too much to try to get him in a position where he can deal with the corners of the day. And I'm just not ready to do that when we have some young talent and a lot of young and some good speed that uh, we're developing. We don't need that kind of press and image of bringing somebody in on that on that behalf right now.
2: I completely agree. Thirty-three years old, coming off the uh, ruptured Achilles, and and then you're right. I mean, as far as if he's going to be wide receiver four, five, six, do you want you want kind of want what Des Bryant brings uh, to the locker room? I think that that's uh, a part of the equation, no doubt about it. Bo Brock and Frank Sanders, Happy Cinco. I see that on your uh, your little message there. You got a little Bud Light. You can't be drinking a Bud Light on Cinco de Mayo. You got one behind you, bro. Okay,
0: so. I'm not cracking those for Cinco. <laughs> hey, how about this? I got a buddy, Ruben, Ruben Hernandez, and I play with a bunch of guys out of the Par Gents here in Arizona. Uh, it's probably 70% Latino men, uh, 3% probably white, and then probably the rest is black and Asian in between there. They all drink Bud Lights. I don't know what it is, <laughs> but they all drink Bud Lights. So I only got that for Cinco because my boy Ruben, that's for him because I know he's probably smashing 20 to 24 right now.
2: What's uh What's the best, what's the go-to spot
0: for you on, on a day like today? You know what, man? I think uh, there's so many great spots in the Valley tonight. I'm actually going to Los Ambreros. Uh, mm-hmm. Buddy Kurt Risky owns it. He has three of them in the Valley. I'm going to the one off of Dobson and the 60. I will be there about 5.30. Actually, man, probably about six or seven football players that will be there as well. Um, We're going to go and probably take take back a couple of tequilas and, Talk about the good old days and and uh, smash some tacos and some good stuff and celebrate the speedo them all. Jackson out there, Los some was tonight. Yeah, oh. man, you know, hey, I, I find a way to get around in the valley <laughs> on days like this. Bo, I wish you was here. I'd love to smash a couple. I'm with you. Absolutely,
2: me as well. Let me say this is what we could smash a couple of our new partner. OGs. We could have a couple OGs. Just relax on a Cinco de Mayo as well. OGs, one of Arizona's first original scratch-made cannabis kitchens dedicated to creative and innovative, and memorable cannabis-infused products that flavor life's journey. And today's all about flavor. The quality of the products stem from the combination of accurate dosing and amazing flavor. Edibles are not a one-size-fits-all product which is why OG's is proud to offer a wide range of products for all demographics and preferences. Their model is flavoring life, and that's something we can get behind. How about their tropical flavors? They like to say, let's get tropical. Guava, strawberry, kiwi, raspberry, orange, pina colada. And, of course, they've got their orange, creamsicle, gummies, which are absolutely just fire. You want to learn more about OG's? Go to ogsbrands.com. That's O-G-E-E-Z
0: brands.com. How about this, Bo? I'm, not, I'm going to – I went to Atlanta this weekend. Auburn had an event over at East Lake Golf Club, Country Club, and we had a chance to play the golf course. It was pretty good. Um, but on my flight, I took OGs with me. And I was able to – man, they had – guys, check this out. There was a little kid, a little boy that was on the plane, man. He just was having a rough time on the flight. <laughs> but I didn't, I, I, we, it was a three and a half hour flight. I only got 20 minutes of the banter that he was causing because I was knocked out and OGs put me to sleep, man. I rested and relaxed as well. Uh, no side effects. and That was pretty good. Not really a big guy on that, but uh, I tell you what, man, it worked, it worked well. And I, I still got my bag at the house and can't wait to get to it.
2: You got a long flight. OGs Hook you up. Uh, Chirsten told us it was great for camping. Uh, go out there, pop one, and you'll have a pretty easy time getting to sleep. I think that they've got something that will cater anything. You want to go out and have a good time on Cinco de Mayo? Oh, geez. It's going to be your best friend. Pop one, and you'll be in a, in a good spot. Real quick. Holly Brown wearing number two. The New Jersey setup. You've got, uh, you've got number one as your quarterback, and then number two is his,
0: uh, his. Robin to his Batman. You like it? I love it. I thought we talked about that. I think on the draft day, yep. uh, day two, and I was like, man, I think he probably gonna go, he's going to get number two uh, because it just it matches, man, as one and two. And you don't want to pay the money it costs to get that from, you don't want to pay that money it costs to get number five. <laughs> <laughs> Even with a kicker? Look, you know, because the kicker's got some time in the game. So he's probably not going to give that up because he'd already figured out how to work his signature for the five, you know, right. over time. So, um i tell you what man it's uh i'm glad he's here i'm glad too It's the name he picked um when you got your homeboy um i hope this is a great connection for the arizona cardinals I'm telling you guys um we went through a stretch here boy you can you remember it like it was yesterday and that was the anquan bowling and and mm-hmm. when they had Fitzgerald, and they had kurt warner and it just was a it was a match made in heaven when you have that opportunity for the guys that know each other to watch great offense and uh hopefully he can add that to the table. In the chat, somebody's talking about Rondell. Look, I agree. I want to see what Rondell's able to do, too. And I hope that he's everything that he was in college because statistically he had better numbers in, in college than, uh, than than Hollywood Brown did, and he had no Kyler Murray. So that that tells you what kind of player we have in Rondell Moore. I'll be I see in the chat. Have we looked at it in the undrafted free agents
2: uh, from Christian Anderson? And, yeah, I've seen – I put up on my Twitter, Javante Payton. He's Mm -hmm. a big play wide receiver. Kid can get after it. Uh, Very – John Trey Kirkland is a very versatile wide receiver. Played some quarterback for LSU. You got some SEC guys. Uh, And Ronnie Rivers, absolutely, yeah, he made some big-time plays for the Bulldogs up there at Fresno State. Uh, Interesting guys. Chandler Wooten, too –
0: uh, from Auburn he was the he he was a captain on that defense Frank at your Alma look I'm, I was happy to see that they went down and got somebody from Auburn man but I was happy <laughs> I was happy to see the undrafted the undrafted picks that looked like a talented bunch of guys man and I think that's the way the draft went when we kept thinking about you know man there was a bunch of talent that was on the table um, earlier in the uh, in the in the front part that shook everybody's mock draft up but we was able to gather some guys on the back end, and you know Johnny's always screaming, "We want, we want Big Ten, you know, Big Big Ten, SEC, yeah, you know, Big Twelve schools." And, and he did not even think he don't even think the ACC's a, a big <laughs> school. So look, a big conference, but out of the Big Five, I think they did a good job of going to get a bunch of guys. I agree with you, Bo. Um, the four young guys that they got out of the undraft process, you guys, I hope if they get the opportunity, they will probably surprise a lot of people. Uh, and hopefully they take advantage of this moment at camp.
2: Yeah, can't wait to see it. Uh Camp can't get here soon enough. Teddy, I see you in the chat. Thanks for joining. Rafa, thanks for joining. Dub, PHX, Classy, Nasty, Matthew, everyone that was hanging out with us today here on PHX Cardinals to join the man atop the winner's podium, Frank Sanders taking it join home it. for PHX Cardinals for PHX Sports, <sighs> carrying our guy Johnny Venerable. Show
0: that picture again, brother. Let him see
2: that yeah, picture. Yeah, let's see there. it. This is For the sure. only way Johnny gets his hands on a first place trophy. <laughs> his boy Frank Speedo Jackson lets him touch that hardware. My
0: goodness, Johnny it was almost bigger than him. I was laughing, but <laughs> look, it was it was a great moment, man. To be at Octane, I'm gonna tell you something. Uh, uh, you'd be surprised. Michaela has so much fire. Sean, uh, just the, the group, man. They, it was so much energy that you. I mean, es- Espo was going crazy. Yeah. Your boy Saul was driving fast. Like it was a, uh, it was a good moment, man. But they just, you know, <clears throat> you know, we got to represent P.H. Yeah.
2: We know everybody was, you know, having fun out there. But you were, you were focused. I was, I was actually yeah. serious. I was. You really were serious. able to harness that energy and actually get Fair results. It. That's what I'm talking <laughs> about. That's why you're the man. Put a helmet on this guy, and he just goes fast. Frank Sanders. Uh, enjoy the rest of your Cinco de Mayo, everybody out there. Please subscribe, leave a five-star review anywhere you get your podcast. We'll have live coverage tomorrow as well at four. Cannot wait for it. And if uh, you missed most of the show, you could check it out wherever you found podcast. We'll talk to you soon. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Have a good one.